So we're learning the laws of cooking on Shabbos. And last week, we learned about five stages of cooking. The laws of cooking on Shabbos. And there's five stages. Last week, we learned that there's the pot on the fire, the, the pot off the fire, the pot that's on the fire having its contents transferred to a second pot in the actual transfer itself versus when it comes into the second pot. And we concluded with the laws of when the second pot is its contents are being poured into onto, onto something else. And today we're going to go to the next stage, which is the third container. There is a old Meishi song. There ain't no bishul nakliyshlishi. Once it gets to the third vessel, there's no problem cooking it. Is that true? Why is that? What's so magical about the third vessel? And uh, why is the second vessel so much worse than the, than the third vessel? The second vessel has a problem. It could be the third vessel off the fire is hotter than even the first vessel because in your stove, there's one temperature, my stove is a different temperature. And it could be the third vessel is even hotter on my stove than the first vessel on your stove. So what's, what's, the, what's the reason that we're so lenient with the third vessel and what is it, where does it come from? So... There is, first of all, another opinion. There's an opinion of the, of the Yireim. The Yireim says, no difference in the first vessel, the second vessel, the third vessel. As long as it cooks, you see it cooks, it's a problem. If it cooks, it's a problem. So, according to Yireim, not only something we know that cooks, like, for example, an egg. You can see an egg cooks in the, in the third vessel. So that's for sure a problem. But according to Yireim, the assumption is guilty until proven innocent. The assumption is that everything cooks even in the third vessel or the fourth vessel or the fifth vessel. As long as you know it cooks or guilty until proven innocent, it's going it's, it's, it's no difference according to the Ereim. What's the Altarebbe's opinion? So the Altarebbe doesn't mention the whole concept of a third vessel in the laws of Shabbat. He, he just doesn't need to discuss it at all. Says, what's his opinion about it? Zalman. Only put it away. Listen after you put it away. Thanks. Yeah. So there's a, there's a law. We don't have any mention of the Rebbe of the third vessel in the laws of Shabbos. We discuss in the laws of Pesach. The Alter Rebbe says, what's the law in Pesach? If you have a third vessel, klishlishi, which is um, which is a chametz thick klishlishi, and you put Pesach food into this hot vessel, which is the third vessel. I'm sorry, I don't understand when you say first, second, or third. Okay, the first one is on the, the, on on the, the fire. fire. Second one is you pour it from there to the second. The second, it's not on the fire. Right. You, so pour, you, it, put, you put it into a bowl. Okay. Now you pour from the second bowl to the third bowl. So after you put it into the second, it's, it's done. You, you're not you weren't here last week, but it's still, oh, considered, it's still considered cooking according to Allah. Because it's still hot. It's still hot. We're going to get to it. Cooking. Yes. It's not so cooking. For, the general thing is we learned last week is that in a second vessel, um, in general, um, there are some items that cook in a second vessel. We don't know exactly what the items those are, and therefore the assumption is, according to everybody, that guilty until proven innocent. And there are only two items that we know for sure do not cook in a second vessel, and they are liquids and um, spices. Liquids and spices. Our sages had a tradition that they don't cook, but otherwise you have to assume that it does cook. Well, anything solid continuing to cook after the, is, is, is into the second. We, we don't we don't know because we don't know we're strict. That's the second vessel. Right. Regarding the third vessel, so the Alter Rebbe says in the laws of Pesach, 
that although there's no cooking in the third vessel, he used that expression. There's no cooking in the third vessel. However, since a, even the third vessel, if it has the, the heat, the hot water in the third vessel, has the power to extract the taste of the vessel and to insert that taste into what is cooked, what's been cooked into it, although it's not halachically cooking, it still will make it, render it not kosher. So according to Alter Rebbe, yes, it's not cooking, but it's still a problem on Pesach. So for our subject, we're discussing the laws of Shabbos, so even though for Pesach it's a problem, for Shabbos it's not going to be a problem. Because for Shabbos, the issue is not whether it transfers a taste or not, as it is by the laws of kosher. For Shabbos, the issue is, does it cook it or not? So according to Alter Rebbe, he says clearly the third vessel does not cook. That's what the Alter Rebbe says, and that's what most posts can hold. Most opinions in Shabura, they hold that there's no cooking in the third vessel. But the Yireim, who is an earlier, uh, from the earlier authorities of, of Torah, of the Rishenim, he says there is an issue. And the issue is that it cooks. There's another issue that he says, is, there's another issue, another potential issue that does not exist with the third vessel. The other potential issue is, it, it doesn't look like you're cooking. By a klisheni, by the second vessel, in addition to the problem that there are some items that may be cooking, other issue is, it looks like you're cooking. And although you're not cooking, it's a second vessel, but since a person looking at you would think that you are, um, that the second vessel is, is doing a similar activity to the first vessel, therefore the second vessel is also forbidden. But the, but the third vessel... Since it's so far removed from the first vessel, there's no issue of it looking like cooking. The only issue is it actually cooks. So we need to understand what's the reason for this leniency of the third vessel, according to Al-Trebe, what magic happens in the third vessel that, 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 that we don't have in the second vessel. So understand this, let's look at Tosfos. Tosfos explains why the second vessel better than the first vessel. What's the difference if it's on the fire or we transfer it to a second container? So Tosfos says it has to basically do with the trajectory. When the vessel's on the fire... So not only is the contents of the, of the uh, pot hot, but the walls of the pot are hot also. And because the walls of the pot are hot, so it maintains the heat a lot more. Versus when you pour the contents of the pot to another bowl, so first of all, you have the walls of the second pot, which now cool off the contents of the vessel. So in order to um, cook something, you need to overcome two issues. Number one is you have to have the, the content has to be hot enough to make whatever's inside the pot uh, cook. In addition, it has to overcome the natural coldness that there is because of the walls of the pot. And therefore, Toso says that in a klisheni, the general principle is that it doesn't cook. In the first vessel, everything cooks. In the second vessel, the assumption is that most things don't cook, we just don't know what they are. So therefore, we're restricted with everything. But why is the assumption by a second vessel that most things do not cook? Because in the second vessel, the walls weren't on the fire, and the walls are, are cooling off, the walls are cold, and therefore they cool off quickly the contents. Okay, so based on this, we could say that the third vessel is better than the second vessel. Why? Because there's a double whammy. It was cooled off by the second vessel, and it was again cooled off by the third vessel. Since it was, there was two exercises of, just like when we want to cool off something, what do we do? We pass it from cup to cup, back and forth. So just in the exercise of cooling it off again, that perhaps is the reason why we are lenient. That's what you might want, want to say. But uh, the question then is, why is the Uraim strict? What's, opinion, what's the reason for the opinion which says we should be strict? 
So to understand this, let's look at something else which is peculiar in these laws. Let's use a Hebrew term. So get used to this term. Irui miklisheni. Irui means to pour. To pour from a second vessel. According to the Ereim, there's a bigger problem um, in the klishlishi, in the third vessel, than there is in things which are poured from the second vessel to the third vessel. In the process of pouring from the second vessel to the third vessel, there is, um, there is less of an issue than the contents of the third vessel. The third vessel, even though it seems farther removed from the fire, it has a bigger issue, it's considered more of a, a potential to cook than the pouring, which is a stage earlier. How could that be? So we have a similar, even though we don't hold like there, Yireim, but we have a similar issue. And that is, what's, what is a, a greater potential to cook? The pouring from the vessel on the fire onto whatever it is, the, the, the heat of the hot water poured from the vessel on the, on, the, on the fire onto whatever it is, is that a stronger element of cooking, heating element? Or is the second vessel it's poured into, is that a stronger heating element? No, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what, what's, which one is stronger? So Allah says that, believe it or not, the second vessel can cook more than the first vessel. The second vessel can cook more than the pouring of the first vessel onto the contents of the second vessel. Why does the second vessel have that, that ability? There are two reasons. One reason is because when you're pouring from the first vessel onto the, onto the food, what are you doing? You're, you know, relax, come closer. When you're pouring from the first vessel onto the food, so it's not soaking in it, it's just getting poured onto it. Since we're just talking about the pouring, you're holding it in the air and you're pouring on it, it's not soaking in the hot water, it's just getting poured on. So the hot water is just hitting it, it's not soaking in it. Since it's only hitting it, it's not soaking in it, therefore the, the, what, what's poured from the first vessel onto the item is not in some ways um, as bad as, as strong as the second vessel where things are being soaked into it. So for example, when you pour from, from, from a hot pot onto something else. So Allah is, it's able to cook a, the thickness of a finger, kadei klippa, in the, in the contents of the second pot. You pour from vessel number one to vessel number two, so it can cook, how much can it cook? The maximum it can cook is only kadei klippa. It can't cook more than kadei klippa. However, in the second pot, if it is an item which a second pot can cook, if it's something called kali habishal, something which is, um, which is easily cooked, which we don't know what those items are, items are, what happens in the second vessel? The whole contents get cooked, gets cooked. Not just, the, not just the outer layer, but the whole contents gets cooked. So why is, why is the second vessel worse than the pouring? The second vessel is worse than the pouring for two reasons. Reason number one is because the second vessel, things are soaked into it, versus the first vessel pouring onto something. It's just hitting it. It's not, it's not soaking in it. Reason number two is a concept called tata govar. Tata govar means whatever is lower dominates. The, the, um, there's an argument in the Talmud when you have two items mixing, t- mixing together, hot and cold. So we always say that what is it considered cooking or not cooking? There's a, there's a hot on the top, cold on the bottom, hot on the top, cold on the bottom. What, how do you look at it? So the halacha is, the argument that I have from Shmuel, the halacha is we always say that the lower item is dominant. So if the lower item is, is cold, we look at this as a cold interaction. If the lower item is hot, we look at it as a hot interaction. So since, in the, in, in the, in, according to this, 
What does Yireim say? Yireim says, I'll tell you why I'm more strict with the third vessel than the second vessel. When something is poured from the second vessel onto something, what's the general principle? General principle is it can't cook anything except for very, very with the cliche, the assumption is that we don't know which things it can cook, and therefore guilty until proven innocent. When you pour from a second vessel onto anything else, even the Yireim, he agrees that nothing can get cooked. There's just some rare items, like herring we learned last week. Herring and things which have a very thin, um, very soft skin, only very rare items can cook when you pour from the second vessel. However, the Yireim says, that's if you pour from the second vessel. However, what's inside the third vessel, he says, that can cook everything. Why is the third vessel worse than pouring from the second vessel? It's worse because of these two things. Number one, it's outside the bottom. And number two, it's soaking in it. So because of whatever's in the bottom is stronger, that's one, one thing that the third vessel has going for it. And number two, the third vessel also has another element going for it, and that is that it is soaking, whatever, is, whatever it is, is versus when something's just poured into something, it's just um, poured onto it, just hits it, but doesn't actually, doesn't soak in it. So that's the reason why the Yireim is strict about a third vessel. But why is Alter Rebbe linked about a third vessel? What are these two issues? So issue number, two, number one, about the, what, what's, bottom on the, what's on the bottom is stronger, the Alter Rebbe apparently does not hold of this all the time. There are only, the, the Alter Rebbe discusses a scenario where a person wants to, um, he wants to cool off a mikvah. So what does he do? What's going on? He has, he has, um, what do we say usually? When you pour hot water on top of something, what happens? So the hot water cooks whatever it touches. Could they clip? It cooks it somewhat. Why don't we say the bottom is, is stronger and therefore it shouldn't cook anything at all? So the Alt Rebbe says, we don't say that unless, the, unless it's water and water, unless it's liquids where they intermingle and become one, we don't say that the bottom is stronger. However, if it's water and water, then the Alter Rebbe says that indeed, that if there's cold water on the bottom, you're pouring the hot water, so the cold water would, would prevent, the, would, would the hot water would not cook the cold water, and the cold water would overwhelm the hot water, would not be cooking at all. What do you mean cook a day clip wouldn't be cook, cooking at all? Pouring the hot water on the cold water, even though the, the hot water is a clear issue. And the cold water is a cliche. It would not be considered cooking at all, even a little bit. Why? Because with since they're both liquids, they intermingle with each other. And we don't say when things intermingle with each other. That's that's when we say when things intermingle with each other at the bottom is strong. However, regarding a cliche, when we're when we're talking now about not about things intermingling with each other, like they're both liquids, but we're talking about a regular interaction where there's a liquid and a solid intermingling with each other, then we wouldn't say the bottom is stronger. So that takes care of that issue. That's why the Alter doesn't have to worry about that issue. But what about the other issue? The issue of soaking versus hitting. How come Alter doesn't worry about the Klishishi soaking the item versus the Iroi, when you're pouring, it's just hitting it. How come Alter doesn't worry about that issue? The Chera, the Yerim, has two reasons why he should be, um, why he's strict about a Klishishi. Number one is because the, the Klishishi has the advantage, has the heat of coming from the bottom. Okay, that we dealt with. But what about the other issue that the Klishishi, the there, there is, it's, it's soaking it. It's just like a cliche is soaking it. What's, what's the reason that by a cliche we are not concerned about that? So it's possible that the Alt Rebbe has a, um, another, another chiddush about a cliche that, uh, and because of this, he is leaning by a cliche although a cliche um, could be boiling hot 
Yet the, the klishlishi is we're leaning about klishlishi. What's the reason? The Alter Rebbe, although he says in the laws of Pesach that a klishlishi is okay, he only says it's okay if it's hot water. He doesn't discuss in, when he discusses a klishlishi. He discusses two kinds of klishlishi. He discusses a klishlishi which is hot, a second vessel which is hot, which is which will which which will which is scalding hot. You, your hand will retreat. Then he discusses a whole different level of heat. Not just your hand would retreat, but your hand would get hurt by being put into it. That we discussed last week. That's what the klisheni. With the klishlishi, he doesn't say anything about this. The klishlishi is not a problem when it has hot water, it's not considered cooking. So does that mean he holds that if it would be boiling hot in the klishlishi, it would be an issue? So th- there are those who think so, because Altabah just says, but there's no trace of any mention of the Altarebbe saying that there's an issue with Klishlishi, even if it's boiling hot. So it sounds like the Altarebbe holds that even if it's boiling, boiling hot, and Klishlishi, it's still okay. The question is why. So the answer is that cooking on Shabbos doesn't work the same way that cooking in general does. Cooking on Shabbos has to do with derech bishol, the way things are cooked. That when the Torah made a prohibition to cook, the prohibition is to cook in the way things are usually cooked. What's a proof? You're allowed to cook on Shabbos an egg. When can you cook on Shabbos an egg? With the sun. You're allowed to cook, take, take an egg, and use the heat, and you're in the desert. You're allowed to take a sheet of metal and cook an egg on Shabbos. Why? It's cooking. It's cooking, but it's not the derech bishel. It's not, it's not the way you cook. Since it's not cooking, so it's not a problem. Even though it's cooking. But the Torah didn't make a prohibition when it's not the way of cooking. Similarly, when does anybody ever use a klishlishi in the kitchen? When do you use a third vessel? No one uses a klishlishi. You only use a klishlishi when, when you want to make couscous. You want to make something, so you use a klishlishi. You take the pot from the fire, you pour in something else, you pour the couscous into it, but you never, ever use a klishlishi in the kitchen. That's why a klishlishi is not a problem. Not because it doesn't cook, it does cook. Let's say it does cook. It's a boiling hot, it cooks. The reason why it's not a problem is not because it, it, it doesn't cook, it does, but it's not, the Torah only forbade us to do something which is the way of cooking. And since no one ever cooks in a klishlishi, therefore it's not an issue. However, we discussed last week, what about making oatmeal? Oatmeal is something that, um, there are things, some things which, are, which, which, are very, which need very little cooking. And if you're on the road, you would, you would take a thermos and you, use those, you, you would cook those things in a thermos sometimes. So therefore, oatmeal, even though it's, it's a klishlishi, there would be an issue. That is something you would do sometimes. However, let's say couscous, couscous, even though couscous is going to cook in the klishlishi, it's not a problem. But a klishaini, but, 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 um, but, but oatmeal is a problem. You can't use oatmeal in a klishaini, in klishlishi, even in a klishlishi, because that is something that's done sometimes. Um, so, what about coffee and porridge? So, we discussed last week, coffee and porridge, there's different reasons we're leading about them. That's, that's because they, they can turn into liquid, anyways. There's no, there's no dramatic change in coffee or porridge through the hot water because they're, they're anyways, going to. Um, Coffee will turn to liquid just just with the um, just with water itself, and therefore the fact that it's hot water does, is not is not what's making it into liquid. So that's why there's no issue with. Um, although we we generally do use a a, a klishishi for coffee as well. You, go, you also go on the road and you use a thermos to make coffee. But but uh, just to conclude, before Yisuf has to go, bottom line is an interesting thing between the Alter Rebbe and the Reim. What's better? On Shabbos, is it better to take? The, uh, you're going to the over there in the in the coffee area, and you take a cup and you and you pour hot water into the cup. Is it better to pour the cup of hot water 
on into the third cup, um, and the co- and the coffee to be in the in the third cup already, or is it better that you pour it first and then add the coffee? So according to the Reim, it's better to pour it from the second cup than the third cup. He says there's a leniency in the pouring of the second cup. The third cup is a problem. Third cup is the same status as the second cup. But according to the Rebbe, it's better to put it into Klishishi, because Klishishi is a whole different status, not the Derech Bishel, and therefore there's no decree against it. Any questions? Yes? Coin, coin goes first. Coin. No, no, <laughs> Thank you. No, so is the difference between uh, the Turkish coffee or the instant coffee that you use? Because the instant dissolves, but the instant the, Turk- the Turkish, Turkish coffee doesn't dissolve. Doesn't dissolve. So it actually, uh, technically, you have to cook it into the small pot. You don't do that on Shabbat, but then you put the hot water on it. In the second cup, does it? It's always better to use a third cup. Always better to use, use a third so cup. Even, even yeah, the third cup would be okay. Um, because it does cook in, in the second. I, I'm not familiar exactly what it is uh, the, the the issue, but 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 I, I just know that 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 in general the custom is always to use a third cup. We, we, we always avoid the issue by using the third cup. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, the third cup is better still, even according to the to put, to put the water in first and then the coffee and sugar, yeah? If you don't put the water in first, it's an Right. If you, if you put the coffee in first, that's... Yeah. So, according to Al-Tareb, is not as good as Klishish. Right, that's what I said. So, you take water from one cup, yeah. put Pour in the second. Then add the coffee. Yeah, then put the coffee and sugar. But, uh, Shabbos. Shabbos. Even if you put the water in first, then Klishish? Yeah. Don't make it, don't make it, don't make it, don't make it, don't make Oatmeal is is something that um, as we learned, we'll, I'll something let me share the, the the oatmeal is a problem because oatmeal requires um, very um, it, it becomes a food through through the hot water it, you're making a dramatic change in it through through the hot water even though it's 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 not uh, halachically cooking but what is cooking on Shabbos cooking on Shabbos means to, to, to that the hot water has now achieved something in the food. It's now become edible. Even though it's klishishi, klirvi, it doesn't have the power to cook, but a pill, we see just like an egg. You can't cook an egg on Shabbos, even though it's klishishi. In other words, like, let me say one more thing, but very important thing. A klishishi, the rule is that innocent until proven guilty. But those items we know that it cooks is a problem. Items we know that cooking klishishi are a problem. Klishishi, it's guilty to prove an innocent. We assume all items are promised, we know that it's otherwise. But with the klishlishi, the rule is it's innocent until proven guilty. But there are some things we know is guilty. There are some things that we, we know it accomplishes something. It accomplishes something in oatmeal, it accomplishes something in an egg. And therefore, it's a problem to, to cook in the klishlishi. That, that's, that's what people say. I don't know anyone else is different. Yeah.